There last time down, an open three-pointers. Need to connect on one of those. Clemens with it for Indiana State. Clemens to Barnes. Barnes splits the defense into the lane to Clemens. Now Scott for the tie. It's good, and it's 70 all. Boy, one minute left of the ball game. Got to go quick. Get a two-for-one here. Brace to Scott of the front court. Scott has it right wing. He drives baseline, gets inside, drops it for Clemens. Now Van Soik for a tie. It's good, and we're tied at 76. Big-time shot there from... Van Soik wanted it. Ball screen for Clemens. He kicks it to Scott at the foul line. Dribbles it back top of the key. Scott a long three-pointer. That's good with 18 seconds left. Four-point lead, 87-83. Looks to get it in. Does to Clemens. He reads it at the buzzer. No good, but the game is over as Indiana State wins it in double overtime. 88-85 as the Sycamores improved to 6-6. Six and six. Eastern Illinois drops to 8 and 5 as it's an 88-85 winner for Indiana State. You're listening to In the Hope with Luke Martin on ESPN 1130 The Fan, FM 99.5, Terre Haute Sports Radio. What a game it was inside the Holman Center as the Indiana State Sycamores get back to their winning ways on Wednesday night in a double overtime thriller. As you heard right there on the Sycamore Basketball Radio Network with Brian Fritz and our good friend of the show, Matt Ridd, who we welcome back to the show here on In the Hood, ESPN 1130, the fan, FM 995. Matt, I got to ask you, is your heart still racing after that win the other night? <laughs> I tell you what, we've uh, we've had, well, Fritzy and I have had a little bit of good conditioning, I guess, up to that point, as many close games as Indiana State's played this year. Um, but that one there, double overtime, and Guys stepping up, hitting big shots there when they needed to. And Van Soik there and Brenton Scott um, at the end. So, yeah, I mean, those those are fun ones to do, fun ones to call. And it's even more fun when the Sycamore's coming out on top. Really, how important was it to get that win? You know, I talked to Fritzy earlier oh, on the week, Matt. And, you know, I hate the term. I hate it when people always say, oh, it's a must win, a must win, because I think it's so overused. But really, just how this team was going and where it was going, how important was that win on Wednesday? It was big. It was big. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's a seven-day stretch here they'll have off, and you always want to win that game before uh, you give these guys the time to get home for, for Christmas break and, and whatnot. Plus, like you said, they dropped the two before that, had such a good win there at home against Butler, and then kind of took a couple steps back there. Um, you know, got beat by two good teams, Western Kentucky, played well at home, and the Valparaiso is just as good of a team as we've played all year, and that went on the road. So, you know, just to get back in the winning ways there before the conference season, so have a week to work on some things. But I think the mood has to be better. The psyche has to be better. And, you know, confidence plays a lot um, in sports, and it was good to see them, I think, get some of that back uh, in that game. 88-85 88-85 final score. Indiana State was able to beat Eastern Illinois to improve to 6-6 six and six, the non-conference portion of the schedule. As Matt Wren joins us from the Indiana State Basketball Radio Network as he calls the games alongside Brian Fritz, the voice of the Indiana State Sycamores. Being at 6-6, six and six, Matt, at the end of the non-conference schedule, I know you and Fritzy talked about this in the post-game show as well, but is this where you feel you, if you're a Sycamore fan, you like where you're at heading into the conference portion of the schedule now? Well, I, you know, I think coming into the season, there was a lot of unknowns with this group. I mean, you, you had some guys back who had played but hadn't played, you know, a whole lot of minutes. 
Um, and then you had some new faces coming in. You're adding to the mix. And you always wonder how they're going to come together, how they're going to gel, you know, how their chemistry is going to be. And I thought early on they, you know, came together, especially down there in Orlando, even though they lost those three. It seemed like they were getting together a little faster than, than what we thought in that big win against Butler. Then, like I said, you dropped the last two. But I think coming into the non-conference, I thought if we could, if we could end up that, uh, at 500, I think that would be pretty good. Hopefully playing better as you go into the conference season. So I think pretty, pretty much where, I, where we thought they were going to be. I'm not sure the wins were where we thought we'd get yeah. the wins and the losses where we get the losses. But at the end of the day, I think, um, I think they're, they can build off of that second half that they had against Eastern Illinois and, and hopefully get themselves ready for conference play. Matt Wren joins us here on ESPN 1130, the fan FM 99.5 for In the Hood as we're talking about the Indiana State Sycamores and their win against Eastern Illinois and now improving to the conference portion of the schedule. What is the biggest thing you've learned about this team thus far in the non-conference portion of the schedule, Matt? Well, you know, I think with this team, uh, the difference between uh, winning and losing is, is very small. And, you know, we were sitting there talking about it Brian and I yesterday, just the margin with them. This is a this is a group that has to outwork the team they're playing, have to out-tough the team they're playing, um, you know, got to out-compete them. And when we don't do that, um, we don't look very good. And um, I think you saw that against Western Kentucky here at home, got beat by 18 in that game. And then a little bit on the road against Valparaiso, didn't see that same kind of spunk that we, we saw against Butler and some of the other games earlier. And they lost that one by 18 points as well. I thought – we got that back in the second half. So I'm hoping this team realizes and understands that they have to play at a certain pace. And if they play at that pace, they can be a good team and they can contend in the conference. If they don't, I think they're just going to be, going to be average. So it's not always teaching a, not always easy teaching a 19, 20, 21 year old that. But I think for me, that's the biggest takeaway I have from these guys so far is that, is that certain way they have to play in order to win. You've been in those shoes before, Matt. So when you do see the Sycamores, and if you had a chance to tell them and these young guys, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them and trying to play at the level that you know, Fritzy knows, and really all the Sycamore Nation knows they can play at and have seen it time and time again throughout the non-conference portion of the schedule? Oh, man, I just, you know, I got a chance to go back and talk to them before the conference tournament last year, and I would, I would basically tell them the same thing. I mean, it's a, it's a grind with these guys. I mean, it's not easy. Uh, college athletics, um, the amount they go through and the, and the, and the pound that they're taking on their body. But I think at the time, you don't realize how nice it is to play in a game that means something, you know, a meaningful basketball game. And they're going to miss that when they're gone. So if you have that understanding of that appreciation of being in the moment in every game and understanding that, you know, how, how great it is to play, um, and to put on that jersey, and I think the effort will come. Um, but you know, sometimes you get those season, you go through that grind and it can get lost, um, because you listen to your body, listen to your fatigue, you know, those sort of things. So I just tell them to cherish it, man. I mean, it's, uh, I, I would give anything to be back there and playing a meaningful game. You know, eat YMCA games and boys clubs, <laughs> those, those <laughs> mean, you know, meaningful game that actually, you know, does something for your teammates and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, if they can, if they can capture that and understand that, and uh, I think the effort will be right there along with it. Now, Matt, are you playing any pickup basketball today? Is there like a Wren-like basketball Christmas game on game day or anything they do over the weekend at all? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm retired. You're I'm retired. Oh, come on now. I see I'll, you there. You can uh, still shoot. My, I'll play with my boys. You know, they're <laughs> 9 and 7. I'll mess around with them and, and coach them and, and do my best. But my days of getting up and down the court um, are over. <laughs> Man, they're over. 
<laughs> Matt it hurts, Rand- every, it hurts every time I play. So. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, you still have it, my friend. I always will believe in you. Once again, Matt Wren of the Indiana State Basketball Radio Network. Matt, really, my last question before you go is, of course, Wichita State comes in on the 28th next week. Why do you believe this is a Sycamore basketball team that can not only win that game against Wichita State, but really send a message to the Missouri Valley Conference that they're going to be competing in the upper half? Yeah, I mean, I, I like our matchup. Wichita State is similar to Butler. They'll usually, you know, they take care of the basketball. They don't beat themselves. Um, they're a team that prides themselves on, you know, out toughing and out working people. Um, and there's a few teams like that across the country. I think it's what we're trying to be um, at Indiana State. I think it's what Coach Lansing preaches. Um, now, getting all the guys on that same page all the time, not the easiest, but we have the makeup to beat a team like Wichita State. And this is, um, I mean, it's a good team to pick to win the league. But it's not the same dominant team that we've seen come in here uh, with Vince Fleet and Ron Baker, those guys leaving. But they're a balanced team. They're back to playing 10 guys again, about 20 minutes apiece. And, um, but this Indiana State team, like I said, when they, when they play that certain way, you know, especially defensively, um, you know, they can compete with anybody. I think they've shown that. And I think it's a great to have Wichita State uh, in your uh, in your home court to open up the conference season. And, and what a great way it would be to, to start that season if they could get a big uh, big victory. I think there's no better way than to end 2016 and a big win against Wichita State to begin the Missouri Valley Conference portion of the schedule. And Matt Wren and Brian Fritz will have that call for you on the Sycamore Basketball Radio Network. Again, that game will be December 28th, 7 o'clock p.m. tip-off for that game. Come out to the Holman Center, too, by the way, and support the Indiana State Sycamores. Once again, Matt Wren from the Indiana State Basketball Radio Network. Matt, I really do appreciate you hopping on the show and spend some time with us the past couple of weeks. And uh, more importantly, it's been great to get to know you at Indiana State as well. And definitely appreciate your support of the show each and every day, my friend. Thanks so much for calling into the show and talking Sycamore basketball as always. No problem, Luke. I appreciate what you've uh, done here for local sports and really appreciate your show yesterday for, for Coach Nick Nichols. So that was great. Oh, no problem, Matt. Have a Merry Christmas to you and the Wren family, and we'll talk very, very soon, Matt. All right. Take care. Once again, that was Matt Wren, our friend with Indiana State Athletics. As yesterday, it was a fun day for sure. I mean, I, I hate to use the term fun because I don't really think it's fun when we have to honor a coach that left us and meant so much in the community. Uh, but it was great to share those stories for sure about Coach John McNichols. When we return, the man 